Sling It With Santa Rob is sponsored by Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. If you've got a rocking mustache and you want to curl it up the way I do, head over to bscenterprises.com. That's bscenterprises.com. Check out all the amazing waxes that Brett Christmer has to offer. When you find what you like, place your order, use discount code SANTAROB, and receive a generous discount off that order. Also, if you like collecting things, whether it's Hot Wheels or classic video games, wrestling figures, you name it, go check out Hotspot Collectibles and Toys in Brownsburg, Indiana. Look them up on the web, like them on Facebook, let them know that Santa Rob sent you. Now let's get ready to slay it with Santa Rob. Welcome back to episode number three of Slaying It with Santa Rob. I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. And uh, like I said at the uh, first episode, you never know what you're going to get when you're with uh, Santa Rob in the, in the sleigh. All I mentioned is uh, my guess would be guess that, that sleigh. And so far, I think we've done pretty good. We're taking a different uh, turn this time. We're going to introduce a lot of people to another part of my world that is independent wrestling. I met a guy back in 2020 who's kind of outdone himself, and I'm really happy that he's here tonight. Just some of his achievements. He was the WCWO heavyweight champion. He was the RCW heavyweight champion. He was the PWP heavyweight champion. He was the PWK kingdom champion, the MPG heavyweight champion, and the supreme heavyweight champion. He's wrestled in countless divisions. He's been all over the country. And let's welcome to the sleigh and get ready to slay it with Blake Money Wright. Blake, can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can, Rob. Awesome. Welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, looking forward to it tonight. You are the third guest. You're the third episode, and uh, it's been so far. Anybody who knows me knows pretty much my world because they well they follow me on Facebook, but they know a big part of my world is professional wrestling and independent wrestling. And well, you're a big part of that. Yeah, terrific. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm happy to be on. You know, your third guest, third time's a charm. But. Um... Yeah, I know you're an avid wrestling fan and uh, just an overall great guy, so happy to be on. Awesome. Well, back in back in 2020, during all the madness, my uh, I ne- I needed an escape, and I got a uh, I don't remember if it was a text or a Facebook message from Reggie Edwards, who I've been friends with for a really long time, and he told me about this thing called WCWO. And uh, told me he'd been in Indianapolis for like 40 years. And I'm sitting here scratching my head going, seriously, I've lived here for over 30 years. And I, I took his advice, came to a show. And that's where I saw you for the first time. Okay. And thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. Some of the matches were eh, questionable. But 
I saw you for the first time, and then after talking to you a little while later, discovered that's really when you really first started in in wrestling. Yeah, so that was like right around yeah, 2020 was the year that um, that I made my debut, and WCWO is where I cut my teeth, and um, yeah, so we both kind of started our our fandom for well, and our ride with independent wrestling around the same time. It sounds like. It, yeah, and it, it has been a fun ride ever since. I mean, I've, I've I've got my favorites. Obviously, you're one of them. That's why you're here. <laughs> I appreciate it. You got good takes. You got good takes. <laughs> you know, I, I it, it not not to not to say hey, your other guys suck, but you know, yeah, <laughs> but because I, I enjoy I enjoy pretty much everything I see. But my, my big question is, what got you interested in independent wrestling and professional wrestling? Uh, yeah, so, you know, like many of uh, the guys in the back, you know, um, I started out as a fan. So, you know, I would watch wrestling every single Monday. And I, that was back when SmackDown was on Thursdays. So I was, just, I was a big WWE fan, right? Like okay. The Rock was my guy, Stone Cold, um, you know, Rob Van Dam, all those guys. And, uh, you know, so I was playing college football. Um, and college football is kind of wrapping up. I, I understood that they weren't going to, you know, come knocking at a Division three school for, you know, a foot eleven guy who's not the fastest. Um, so, um, you know, I just, I, I just dove in head first. It was something that I always wanted to try because I never wanted to be, <clears throat> you know, on my couch, you know, uh, 67 years old, you know, talking to my grandchildren and being like, man, you know, I wish I, I wish I tried professional wrestling, you know, that's kind of how I live my life. I, I never want to, you know, live a life down the road, but I'm like, man, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. And, um, and yeah. Well, well, that's cool. And, and obviously it took off well for you because you're, you're, all over the place now. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely like tough at first, just because you know it's just like uh, like any like career change, right? Like there's a learning curve, um, you know. There's there's lots of stuff. There's lots of training involved and stuff like that. But um, but no, it definitely paid off. And tough, and it was tough too debuting during the the year when the pandemic was still going on too, because it was hard to find places that would run regularly um but you know i just really use that time to hone my craft and, and now it's you know it's paying off i'm almost in a different state every week so that's fun i get to travel with it and countless names that have been on tv and you know just just nothing but but great experiences now, now back to training how long did you train before you made your first uh real match yeah so <clears throat> it was only three months so it was it was pretty quick um, you know, it, it varies for certain people, you know, some people train for, for a year, two years, you know, sometimes three, sometimes they just never end up making their debut. Um, but, you know, fortunately I had a good trainer who, uh, you know, really, really pushed me, you know, and it was really like me, so I was working hard and had the right mindset. And, um, so three months in, you know, it was kind of a sink or swim position, you know, is either going to go really, really good or it was going to be really, really bad. And, um, Fortunately, it was it was good. So, well, uh, yeah, but like I said, there was there was a couple guys that were there that night, that first night that I went. It was uh, it was Halloween of that year. Okay, and you were one of the last matches. Um, 
Dex Royal and Jason Levi was the match that I paid most attention to because if I remember right, they were on just before you were. And they actually did more in the ring than the, than the previous matches. And that's where that they got my attention. Yeah. Both incredibly talented guys. I grew up in Northern Wisconsin watching bleed over from channel 11 from green Bay watching (laughs) AWA. There you go. That's great wrestling too. You know, that's, I mean, we're going way back because my, my heroes are the crusher and Baron Von Raschke and Chief Wahoo and Big Joe LaDuke. Nice. Okay. So I'm watching these guys, you know, having memories and then watching those guys, you know, just doing a little high flying. Then you come out and did your thing. It's like, wow. Um, maybe this will save a depression from 2020 for Rob. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it did. And I've, I've been pretty much hooked ever since. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's uh, yeah, and it's that's the great thing about like independent wrestling too is like you don't really know what you're gonna get, you know. Um, you know, there's some matches that kind of have you scratching your head a little bit, but you know, usually every wrestler brings something different to the table. Um, you know, you got Dex who does his high flying stuff, and you've got Jason Levi who does a little bit of everything, and then with me, I try to be like the the perfect blend. You know, I try to mix old school and new school and like psychology all in one. Um, just so like whatever a wrestling fan's preference is, you know, there's a little something in, in my character and in my ring and in, in my in-ring work um, with that. So, it, and that, that's been the fun part of, of watching you for, for the last, well, three years now. Yeah. Man, it's, hard, it's hard to believe it's been that long already. Oh, I know. I know well, it, man. My body feels it. <laughs> I, well, well, you, you've been injured several times since we know yeah. each other too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just coming off of uh, I broke my foot in my entrance, so that was uh, that was definitely tough. But you know, I'm someone. Wait a minute, that... you broke your foot at your entrance? In my entrance, yeah. Can't you come entrance. up with a better story than that? Oh, I know. I wish I could say like, oh, I got in this bar fight. Some guy was <laughs> but no, I I did it in my entrance. So I, uh, it was weird because I was coming out, and uh, you know, this is like my first match back with the dub. So I've taken. A- breaks here and there from there just like many of the other guys and uh just because you know going to a place every week you wrestle the same people sometimes you need a little change it's a great place though uh but uh yes it was like my first match back everyone was you know happy to see me and there's a little kid that had like a like a video camera like a handheld video camera in his hand right and um he asked me to you know take a picture of it so you know right when i'm making my entrance i grab it and like hey i'll give it right back and i jump up i hit my pose on the turnbuckle and um as i jump down my like right foot caves in i felt like a pop and then it felt like it was just burning and then it felt like it was bleeding and i was oh, like oh my gosh so uh yeah so that was definitely a bummer and i give the kid his camera back and then i wrestled with it like a like a fool <laughs> and uh after the match i knew something was very 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 wrong so but, right but fortunately we're all good now and, and honestly it was a. Uh, it was a blessing in disguise. You know, I'm a big believer that there's a positive out of every negative in life. And, you know, sure. I just was, and I was just in the gym every single day. You know, I was able to spend time with my girlfriend. You know, I was able to, uh, you know, spend time with my family because I was always on the road. So sometimes a little pause can be the best thing for us wrestlers. Well, well, so, yeah, you need a reminder that you're not a superhero, even though it's fun to pretend. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's that's always what I've learned. Like, any time I've ever been injured, you know, I always just think to myself, like, okay, like, 
because there are times where you feel invincible and then there's and then when that happens it kind of matures you a little bit and you're like you know maybe i shouldn't do that in this match or maybe i shouldn't try that move anymore and you just learn with it right <laughs> so so to anybody out there that says wrestling is fake uh, yeah i i know some few i know a few guys that'll disagree with you and uh and uh, and Blake's got the the bruises and the the medical bills to show. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, yeah. Fortunately, the health insurance has has, uh, has helped out. But yeah, I definitely uh, I, I have the medical bills that to say otherwise. That's for sure. So you've uh, you're back to WCWO in Indianapolis. Where else are you? And where can people see you? Yeah, um, so really the best, uh, the one that I'm most active on is my Instagram. So, um, like my Facebook, it's a weird place because, like, I uh, like that's like where most of my uh, personal friends and family are. But like, I allow a few, few of the fans in there that that, that I. I'm like, okay, they're cool. Uh, but really, Instagram, that's that's where I mostly post stuff. So like. Um, like for example, like I mean, it changes. Like Friday, I'm going to be at WCWO. Um, Saturday, I'll be at South Bend and um, for RCW. Then uh, actually, from like June 1st through June 5th, I'm going to be going to uh, New York. So I'm really excited about that. I've never wrestled in New York and a couple other states during that weekend. So, but I always try to keep all my fans up to date. So really, just my Instagram. It's uh, Blake Money, right? Just one word. That's that's kind of the best place to kind of see what's going on with with where I'm at and stuff like that. Now, when you when you're out on the road at some of these other places, like like New York, for example, are these also independent promoters? Yeah. So um, yeah, they, they they mostly are um, for the most part. So. And, you know, it's just kind of like sometimes the first time working for a promoter and, you know, there's there's some nerve or there's some nerves there, you know, that you're worried about, like, hey, is he going to be a man of his word? Is, you know, he going to, you know, are we going to pay about what we discuss and stuff like that? But, yes, most of them are independent promoters. That, that's just cool because you never know when there's going to be somebody out there from WWE or well, somewhere else for that matter checking yeah, like, out new talent. Oh yeah, like last, uh, like for example, like last week, um, I was wrestling for Tri-State Wrestling in Hamilton, Ohio, and um, I had no idea. But uh, Eric Rowan, uh, his name's Redbeard now, but Eric Rowan used to be in the Wyatt family. Like he was backstage the show. Um, Joe Dombrowski was there. He was the MLW commentator, and he's also doing the commentating for um, for Tri-State Wrestling too. So I was like, man, like that's that's really cool. So like, and, and like, that's how it is, you know, like most places, like when you least expect it, like all it takes is one person just to be like, Hey, you should keep an eye on this guy. And, and it, it only takes a spark. Yeah, exactly. And that's all it takes. You know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like playing, you know, like college baseball or high school baseball. Like all it takes is one MLB scout to, you know, see you throw a perfect game or to see you throw a hundred mile an hour fastball. And the next thing you know, you're getting drafted, you know? Right. And, 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 you know, it's like anything else. You, either you make it or you don't. And But if, it's like the lottery. If you don't play, you don't win. Yeah, you know, and, and like how I see it, too, is it's like this is like my developmental, like, phase, right? Like, like I always kind of say that, like, the independent promotions, like, to make the analogy back to baseball, like, it's kind of like the minor leagues. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like my first two years I was playing, like, a lot of single-A baseball. 
um, you know, and I was getting my reps and stuff like that. And then after that, I'm in double A. And like now I feel like I'm playing like double A, triple A baseball. Um, so it's just like now I'm getting to the places where it's like, okay, now they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, hopefully the next part is this, you know, and that's the risk that you take with this, you know, like, uh, you could be, uh, you know, in, uh, in your late thirties, you know, still working the triple A's, you know, but all it takes is that one call, phone call and it's, it's tough. You know, it's, it's a very, you gotta, I've learned to be very patient when it comes to wrestling. J- just do me a favor and don't do hell in the cell and jump off like Mick did. Oh no! Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, hey, if I if I if I did, it's going to be a seven figure paycheck. I'll say that much. You would have to be. Yeah, and fun fact: I'm terrified of heights, so so I think I would have a hard time with that. That's for sure. Well, being terrified of heights, how you, how do you feel jumping off the top rope? Ah, uh, I mean, see, like that doesn't <clears throat> like that doesn't necessarily bother me. Like, I mean, I'll do it every now and then. Like high flying is not really my stuff, but like, right. I mean, I've had. I've had ladder matches. I've had cage matches. Um, but yeah, like for example, like when I was working Jake Carter at uh, Warrior Pro Wrestling at the the fair show, um, right? So it was a packed house. There's probably like four or five hundred people. I think was what Buck Sexton was telling me. And uh, like at one point in the match, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna climb to the top of the cage and jump off this thing. And like when I got to the top of it, I was like, oh man, like I'm I'm up there. <laughs> so that was fine. <laughs> And a match I was like, well, now I got to jump. So, and I was like worried. I was like, man, I hope I don't fall back. So shout out to Jimmy Snuka all those years ago for doing a, a perfect body splash <laughs> off the top cage. It, it's, it's so fun to go back and watch some of that stuff like Snuka and, and the, the, the original guys. Oh, yeah. And that's what, and like, I didn't really watch a whole lot of it, you know, growing up as a kid. But like, once I started like training and wrestling, like my favorite guy, like I love watching Ric Flair. I love watching oh. Harley Race. Right. Uh, like those, those are the guys. Cause like you can learn so much from like those guys. Cause there's like an era of like less is more, you know, like, you know, even like, I feel like that era kind of died in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Cause like right. you go back and watch, you know, uh, uh, like rock and Hogan at mania, you know, right. like one of the most talked about matches of all time. They didn't do any flips. They didn't do anything crazy. And that's not really my style. But right. nowadays, you know, you look at a match at WrestleMania and it's, you know, all these flips and all this crazy stuff. So I'm, I'm a big less is more guy because I've been doing this for a long time. So you're, you're a little more technical. Yeah, I would say so. Like, that, that's kind of my style. It's like you can give them that stuff, but it's just all about giving them that stuff at the right moments. So, so mentioning Ric Flair, mm-hmm. would you say the figure four is the greatest finishing move of all time? I mean, it's definitely up there, man. But the only reason why I say it won't, the other person rolls on in their stomach. It's over. It's over for him real quick, too. So yeah. it's, uh, but it's up there. I mean, I, I think, I mean, in my mind, I will say this, though. I think Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time. So I will say that, though. So, so if you had to, if you had to pick your Mount, your Mount Rushmore, who's your top four? Who's up there with Rick? I would say it would be my face with four different expressions. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's all... the Blake money, right? We all know and love. Yeah, yeah. That, there's the character. But no, if uh, if everyday Blake was uh, was answering that question, I think uh, I think Flair, yeah, Rick Flair would absolutely be up there. Um, you know, I, I think you got to put John Cena, you know, on there because, like, you know, Cena carried you know the company and and arguably some of the hardest times that it was you know when it when it changed from tv 14 to tv pg right um so i think he he deserves it for sure i has a huge spot on it 
Um, yep. Just because, like, I mean, Hogan, like, yes, he was Vince's first guy when WWE became a big publicly traded company. Right. But, um, like, Hogan has a place on there for sure, man. Like, I mean, the amount of moments that, like, Hogan has are just truly unforgettable. And then, like, when it comes to the fourth, like, that's where it's, like, hard for me. Because, like, I'm thinking of, like, all these guys that are needle movers. Right. So, like, I feel like I would have to put Austin. Because, like, if Stone yeah. Cold wasn't around, I mean, it's like a tie between, like, Austin and Rock. But, like, if Austin wasn't around in the Attitude Era, like, there would be WWF and now WWE. So um, that, that, that would be probably my top four right there. That, that, that's a pretty impressive top four because w- without, without Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan made wrestling a, a household name. Yeah. Stone Cold <coughs> is the Attitude Era. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised you didn't mention The Rock. Yeah, I was tempted. Yeah, it's like, it's like stuck in between Austin and Rock. Um, I mean, I was a rock kid growing up. The rock was my guy. Sure. But, but the crazy thing about the rock, man, is like, he was only like, uh, I think he's only in the industry for seven years. Like when he yeah. was in WWF, he only had a seven year run. Crazy. Cause the amount of impact he had, but he's, he's definitely up there. And like, the reason why, like I say those names is like, I think of like guys that are like moment makers, you know right. what I mean? Like they define eras like. You know, and like, and I, I think you could you could talk to anyone that doesn't know wrestling. Like, you could talk to your mailman or the bartender at your favorite bar, and you could say, "Hey, right. do you know who Ric Flair is?" Oh, woo, yeah, exactly. Or Hogan, right. or Cena, or Austin. Like, all of them know. So it's like that's when you know. Like, I feel like you've made it in an industry when no one knows anything about your said industry, but they still know who you are. They, they know, yeah, right. It's well, it, it, you, you can you can gauge somebody's age. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I said the Crusher and Baron von Raschke were. I'm in the late 60s and the 70s watching these guys, you know, right. and, and that they were, they were it to me. The, the, the match that sticks out to me the most from back, from way back then, Kirk Henning's dad, Larry the Axe Henning, was wrestling. Yep. And Larry the Axe had a lumberjack match, and that, that's what they called it. It wasn't a lumberjack match as you and I know it now. Yeah. But it was a no-holds-barred-anything-goes match with Big Joe LaDuke. The, right. the, the lumberjack, the, the two big guys from Canada. And it was so bloody, they wouldn't show it on TV. They showed little highlights the next week. Yeah. And, and I remember I remember being glued to the TV going, oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. my, 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 little, my little adolescent brain is going, this is insane. I need to see more of it. Yeah, and I love that you talk about that because I feel like that's when professional wrestling – is that it's absolute best. Like when, when you can make people, you know, when you can suspend uh, disbelief yeah. because a lot, a lot of people think it's smoke and mirrors, but like, I mean, I've only had like these moments with like a few people in the ring where like people think like, man, like these guys, like they absolutely hate each other or like, Oh my gosh, like Blake's, you know, he's really messed up, stuff like that. Like, when you can do that, like, that's, like, the stuff that, like, gets me going in the business. Or, like, when you can make people so upset that, like, you know, they're throwing trash in the ring or they're right. falling you at your cars. Like, that's when wrestling's at its best in my mind. It, it, and I agree. I, I remember being at, at one of your matches uh, not, yeah, last, I believe it was last year, early last year, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, you you uh, were a heel at the time. Yep. <laughs> And you're, you're, you're a great heel. 
Thank you. Thank you. And the, the, a guy who was sitting behind me was so upset. He came up, got in your face, and took a swing at you. Yeah, I remember that. I remember looking at you two. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's it. And I was with my son, Kevin, and we're looking at each other going, did that just happen? Oh, and there's so many, uh, like, there's so many, like, guys that are training right now at WCWO. And it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, there's a trainee that I was talking to a couple weeks ago backstage. And he's like, how do you know, like, when you're, like, over in the business? He's like, is it when you get, like, a loud reaction or is it when, like, you know, you win a championship? And I'm like, no. I was like, in my mind you get over like when you're a bad guy and you're making your way to the ring and someone swings at you like that's like, that's when you know, it's like, okay, like we, that was probably one of my, like, weirdly enough, that's one of my favorite wrestling like moments of all time because I was like, I got him. I was like, I, I hoodwinked him. You know, I made him, I made him, you know, hate me so much that he wanted to do that. So I, yeah. I, I, that's when I was like, that, that's what being over is in my mind. So yeah. And, and I agree. Cause that moment, is in my is burned in my brain just like yeah. Big Joe LaDuke and Larry the Axe. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. I'm, because I sat there going, "This is insane." Yeah, like, it, there it, were times. Oh, that in that era, dude. When I was when I was at WCWO, like there were so where like I was like, man, like tonight might be the night that someone jumps the barricade or that someone follows me to my car or that my. <laughs> Like, I used to drive, like, when I was going to the dub when that was happening, like, because there's two ways you can go. You can go, like, across the street from, like, where the parking lot is, right. or you can go the back way. I would right. go the back way because I was terrified of a fan to, like, see, like, what my car looked like because I didn't want my car to get trashed. So, <laughs> well, and, and, yeah, and, and another good thing is I was one of the guys who was there a half hour before the doors open, and, and you never knew who you're going to be in line with. And if they'd, if they'd see a wrestler pull up, you didn't know what they were going to say to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember just grinning a couple of times that I, I won't mention names. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it, he, uh, he, he's paying his dues and we know why he's here now. Yeah. Like I, oh, yeah. Like now, like me, like I always try to like stay super low key at shows. Like I'm always like, hey, I'm parking as far away as I can just to, like play safe but then you have your venues where like you have to park like right there and there's no other options so <laughs> but you gotta love the pro wrestling business man it's like a circus and a soap opera and a boxing fight and all all just rolled into one one little ball it's everything that guys aren't supposed to like oh oh i know it yeah exactly <laughs> but then like oh they're just like grown to it like i remember like my dad i used to feel so bad like my first wrestling memory like i remember like my dad would always watch wrestling like alone like my mom like would, wouldn't want to watch it with them you know right. like uh like none of my siblings would watch it with them and like one night i just felt really bad for him right and i was thinking about coming downstairs and like i think he could see me like kind of peeking like on the staircase and he's like hey why don't you come on down here and like and watch this with me and like at first i was like man i don't know this is weird like there's guys in spandex and they're sweaty and like their hair's all wet for some weird reason and uh <laughs> And then he's like, well, just sit down and watch. He's about to be the most funny guy you've ever seen in your life. And it was The Rock. And it was, you know, him saying all his catchphrases. Sure. And, and then I was hooked, man. And then I saw the next match. It was Jeff Hardy and Christian. And I yeah. saw Jeff Hardy hit the Swanton bomb and, like, hit him, like, where your front flips onto someone. And I was, like, so blown away. And that was, like, the first moment where, like, a light bulb went off in my head because I had a trampoline in my backyard. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, I can do a front flip. 
Jeff Hardy does a front flip, like, holy crap, maybe I'm yeah. Jeff Hardy. Maybe this is what I should do. So it's, <laughs> and that's another guy who's had a share of his injuries. Oh yeah. Oh, no kidding, man. He's, <laughs> he's done some crazy stuff. That's for sure. Uh, just, uh, just, a just a little side note. My, my, I was very young when my dad passed away, but I remember watching wrestling with him and, and especially my mom. But I discovered a few years ago that one of my mom's sisters, so one of my aunts, was a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And she went to a match in the early 60s, and Gorgeous George was there. Oh, and that's who Ric Flair got his gimmick from. And Gorgeous George was a real putz that night. Yep. And I don't know what he said to her, but it was enough to make her mad enough to throw his her beer at him. <laughs> I've always wanted that to happen to me. I always have. <laughs> ever ever since, I've been proud of my aunt. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. Say, I'm not the only one. So, uh, so no, as, a, as a wrestler, I've always wanted that to happen. I, I, I've always wanted a beer can to be thrown at. I've always wanted like to have that moment where trash is being thrown in the ring. Because like, that's old school wrestling you know at its best that, that, that is at its best so what's next in the world of wrestling what well let me rephrase that what do you want next where do you want to be when it, at the top you want to be at the top do you just want to keep going what what's in the plan for blake money right you know for me i mean this is this is what i want to be my career you know and um you know, I, I know I'd be lying to myself if I didn't say this. So, you know, I want to be, I want to be in WWE. You know, I want to main event. You know, multiple WrestleManias. Like that's, that's where I want to be. You know, I was playing with the WWE action figures. I had the WWE Championship belts as a kid and stuff like that. So, like that's, that's where I want to be. You know, I want to, I want to shoot for the top. And you know, I, I call myself the number one overall pick because that's what I want to be right. when it's all said and done. So. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've watched you for three years. I don't know why you wouldn't be um, in. I've seen you in two different leagues with w, with a WCWO and Warrior Pro. And uh, no matter where you are, the fans are entertained. I'm entertained. And I know inside you're just glowing going, I did it again. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's hard to hide that feeling but like yeah like it's because like here's the thing like to pull the curtain back a little bit like I remember being a kid you know like my parents got divorced at an early age and like I was a sad kid you know like it was it was tough but like wrestling was like my escape you know I would watch Raw for two hours and forget about everything and like now it's like the ultimate like full circle moment because like, I've had like fans message me. I've had fans talk to me at shows like, man, I'm going through all this and all that. But like, I'm still here because of you or I'm still, you know, or like you, you entertain me. And I'm like, that's awesome because like The Rock was doing that for me when I was a kid. And like now I'm doing that on a smaller scale for other people. So it's just like, even if it doesn't work out, which I hope, hope it does, I still got a lot of years left in me. Right. But at least I can say like, hey, you know what? I did that. And I think that might be my proudest accomplishment. Now, just a couple last things before we wrap it up. Yeah. So far, what has been and who has been your favorite opponent in your favorite match? You know, that that changes, uh, you know, because I've had like some really good, unforgettable 
matches with like a lot of people. Like, um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about, um, you know, working Jake Oman. Like that was that was some of the funnest times of my life. The, the cage uh, match with you two was phenomenal. Yeah, like that that moment was like uh, like the icing on the cake. That like that was the match where I was like, okay, like this is what I need to be doing for the rest of my life. And then, um, you know, I could talk about Jake Carter and I's like, it's always, I guess it's always Jake's man. Like it's <laughs> Jake Oman, Jake <laughs> Carter. Uh, Cause like Jake Carter and I like, man, like we became best friends throughout you, um, man, like, which is crazy. Cause we didn't even know each other until, until we met one night at a Danville. So right. um, like, that was, that was great. That match means a lot to me, but man, like, and then, and then there's loud and proud Logan Myers, you know, we train together, but I think, and I've worked all these different names, you know, the Shannon Moores, you know, the TJPs, I can say all these names, but like, I think the match that I just had at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago where I faced uh, loud and proud Logan Myers, right. That was my all time favorite one, you know, because like, you know, we were, we're roommates to pull it back a little bit. Like we're really good buddies. Like we love the same style of wrestling and like, I would say like that would probably be my new number one was against Logan Myers at uh at the Indianapolis Comic Con, and that that was fun. I was there. I was there the first night. I was only able to make it there one night because life was happening that weekend. Oh yeah. Oh for but, sure. And I hope everything's all right, man. Er, er, everything's good. Everything's good. And uh, that's a, that's a that's a conversation for another podcast. I oh think. for sure. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um. All right. So you're in the sleigh with Santa Rob. And you can have any dream match that you want. What are you going to tell Santa Rob you want your dream match to be? Who do you want it to be? Whether it's somebody now. Now, let's erase somebody now. Let's, let's say it's a legend or somebody wrestling now in, big, in the big time. So both? Who okay. So, okay. Um, so in the past, um, I think it would be a toss-up between Hogan or Flair. But because okay. uh, I, think, I think there's money to be heal me and 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 uh baby face hogan so uh but then again i think the inner the inner fan of me would be rick flair I, i'd love to wrestle rick flair man so i think past would be like rick flair um and then currently right now someone that's going um i would probably say cody rhodes cody rhodes is amazing i grew up watching his dad dusty yeah, was like, my hero oh uh, and his stories so unforgettable too you know about leaving and coming back and rebuilding his name so like yeah i would say now cody rhodes and in the past uh it would be uh rick flair it'd be flair you got two good picks there we go yeah how about it (laughs) all right so somebody wants to buy your merch you got merch where can they go get it yeah absolutely so uh pro wrestling tees.com slash blake money right or you can just go to pro wrestling tees.com and you can just search my name and then uh, it'll pop up there. So that that'll probably be the best best one. And then I'm I'm one of these days I'm gonna start bringing T-shirts to to, to show. Shame on me for not doing that. So yeah, I know I've been yelling at you for the three years for that, Blake. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's time. You know what? In order for me, since I'm in the sleigh with Santa Rob, in order for me to make the good list this year, I think that I need to start bringing T-shirts to shows. Don't upset Santa Rob. It's a, yeah. it's just not a, it's not a good scene. Yeah, I can't be waking up to a lump of coal. You know, I can't be just, doing that. So. Just ask Carson Drake what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, Car- yeah, so he had a he had a tough he had a tough bout. Like rumor has it, he's still he's still pretty beat up from that beat down from Santa Rosa. He, he he shies away from me now. And oh I, yeah. Do you do you blame him? I, I don't. I, hey, I, I <laughs> you know if, if I, I would refuse to. If you told me that 
Yeah, I, I could never. I could never. Yeah, just don't do it. Just yeah, don't I, do it. Yeah, especially Santa, you know, because Santa, you know, he, he determines, you know, it's the best holiday of the year in my mind. So, yeah, yeah can't Santa, upset Santa. Santa is the ultimate superhero. Oh, he definitely is. He definitely so, is. He's better than Superman. So, we're going to let you go. Thanks a lot for being here on the third episode of Slaying It with Slanta Rob. And I'm here to tell you, Blake, money right, dude. You're here because you do slay. Thank you for what you do. Keep up the good work. And to everybody out there listening, find out where Blake is wrestling. Go to the Instagram page and, and look him up and go. It's independent wrestling. These guys are what's going to be the stars of tomorrow. And I can guarantee you, I can, I can list three or four people right off the top of my head that are going to be big time. And I'm telling you right now that Blake Wright is one of them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. So again, Blake, thanks for being here. And I will see you uh, probably in a couple weeks back at the WCWO. And uh, thanks again. Hey, sounds good. Thank you so much, Rob. God bless. Thank you, Blake Money Wright, for a great interview. I hope uh, you guys had as much fun listening to it as I had conducting it. And do yourself a favor. Go check out some independent wrestling. You'll have a great time. You'll be thankful that you did. If you like Slaying It With Santa Rob, head over to Facebook and look up Santa Rob Podcast. And you will head right there, like it, Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. If you've uh, got a suggestion for a guest or have questions, you can email me directly at santarobpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, go to Spotify, go to iHeartRadio, go to Apple Music. There's a ton of places where you can listen to my podcast. Go there. Like it, subscribe to it, leave me a review, give me that five-star rating. Let's get this podcast out there. You never know who's going to be in the sleigh with me. Also, go check out my sponsors, Brett Christmas Mustache Wax, bsc.com. Use the code SANTAROB and save 15% on your first order. If you love collectible things, whether they be wrestling action figures or video games or G.I. Joe's or Barbies, whatever. Hot Spot Collectibles and Toys in Brownsburg, Indiana. Look them up on the web. Let them know that Santa Rob sent you. Thanks again for listening to Slaying It with Santa Rob. And we'll see who's in the sleigh next week on Episode 4. Ho, ho, ho. See you later.